Gospel according to Luke. The people were filled with expectation and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. John answered them all saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thong of his sandal. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. After the people had been baptized, and Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice from the heaven. You are my beloved Son. With you, I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. A number of years ago, I was teaching catechism to uh, second graders, uh, those preparing for First Holy Communion, and talking about baptism, the effects of baptism uh, in our lives. And I said, baptism does two things. What are the two things baptism does? First of all, it washes us clean from uh, sin, from original sin, uh, and purifies us in that way. And the other thing it does is it establishes a relationship, a new relationship uh, we have with God as Father. We now relate to God as Father. Uh, and so, uh, in fact, my little to monks, second graders, kind of give them a little bit of a uh, verb to hold on to. I said, baptism gives us new life in Christ. Four words purifying us in establishing that new relationship. Four words, new life in Christ, right? So then I said, okay, what does baptism give us, everyone? New life. Oh, very good, you, you are, just like this, right, right with our second graders. And I did this as is my pedagogical want more than once, we did it many times. And it's interesting because three or four years later, I went back to that same campus, walking across the playground there, and a group of fifth, sixth graders saw me across the yard and said, oh, Father Michael, Father Michael, hey, hey, baptism gives us new life in Christ. <laughs> like the one thing they remembered that helped with, it, with them. So today, we want to, on this feast of the baptism, talk a little bit about that. And what's interesting is I was teaching that class as I pointed to those two effects of baptism. At one point, someone asked the question. They said, Father Michael, if baptism washes us free from sin, and makes us a new relationship and gives us a relationship with God as Father, then why did Jesus get baptized? 
why did Jesus get baptized? And it points to the fact that this feast is at face value a strange feast day. It's a bizarre kind of idea that Jesus would be baptized. In fact, it was a scandal to many in the church. And there are actually two heresies that came about because of the baptism of the Lord. First is the idea that Jesus wasn't God, that he had sinned. He was flawed in some way. And secondly, and perhaps most perniciously, subtle, that Jesus was not the Son of God until he was baptized. It's called adoptionism. It was rampant in the early church. Both of these things are, are falsehoods, but they come from the fact that Jesus was baptized, a kind of false implication. Jesus didn't need to be baptized. He was free from sin. Jesus is the Son of God. Baptism doesn't change any of his relationship with his Father. So why does Jesus need to be baptized? It's an excellent question at any age. This morning, I want to address that. Two ways in which Jesus' baptism both points out what's going on in that moment, but also how we might live our own baptism. The first thing to notice is that Jesus is baptized in order to what? In order to show the necessity of baptism for our salvation. Like a good parent or teacher, Jesus instructs us not simply by telling us what to do or instructing us, but by showing us, right? You don't learn how to ride a bicycle, right? Parents just say, oh, you sit on the seat and pedal, you know? Actually shows, demonstrates, actually helps, guides. Jesus goes into the waters of the Jordan to show us by example, by way of imitation, that we are called to be saved through the sacrament of baptism. And how essential this is. I think we live in a day and age where we think, oh, baptism is nice. Um, it's certainly a kind of ritual, can, but it can be kind of reduced to a kind of cultural thing. Oh, my parents were baptized, or I, a godparents, or, or just kind of a cultural kind of thing without seeing the necessity of baptism, right? The name Jesus, and I've said this all through Christmas and the Christmas season, the name Jesus means what? Means God saves. God saves. And how does God save? Through Jesus? Through baptism. That's how we are connected to Jesus. We are connected to Jesus by doing what he did, and that is baptism. Now, what if you're not baptized? Can you be saved? Well, you know what the Bible says about that? We don't know. Now, that might be shocking to hear. I think, can God save us outside of baptism? Well, of course, God can do whatever he wants, right? God is God. But... Lest we become perhaps presumptive, and we live in an age of indifferentism, right? In which the, the opposite of, of love is not hate. It's, I don't care, <laughs> or it doesn't matter. <laughs> Baptism doesn't matter. That's a worse place to be than antagonistic towards the sacrament, frankly. The Bible and Jesus' words himself are, those who believe and are baptized will be saved. That's the only promise he makes. And so rather than wonder, what could God do? It's better to ask the question, what did God do? He sent Jesus and said, baptism is the way. It is the way. There's no other way that's revealed to us. So, the necessity of baptism. And here I'm inviting all of us here. We have almost 50 people in our CIA this year who are preparing for different forms of the sacrament to come into the fullness of 
to the church. Pray for them. Pray for their journey. They need all of our prayers to open their hearts and receive the blessing of our Lord Jesus Christ. There might be some amongst you this morning who are not baptized or know folks that might want to be connected. Send me an email. Connect with me. Connect with us. This is the sacrament is so necessary for salvation. We should never be indifferent towards the sacrament or say it doesn't matter in any way. And that's the first reason, that by imitation. The second reason why Jesus is baptized is not only to show us that is necessary for us, for salvation, but to make it possible for us to be baptized. So what do I mean by this? Well, certainly John the Baptist baptizes, but when Jesus comes along to hear the gospel, John says Jesus is going to bring a different kind of baptism. In some ways, it's a little unfortunate to give it the same name because it's something different. Right? He says he's going to baptize with water, but it's going to bring the Holy Spirit in fire. Right? It's going to transform in a way that John's baptism for the forgiveness of sins doesn't reach to the depths of our hearts and our souls. It's almost a different kind of thing, almost better to have a different name for it. And how to get it as well. Consider when Jesus goes into the Jordan River, when he is baptized with those waters, the waters of the Jordan don't make Christ holy. It's the moment in which Jesus makes water holy. To maybe give it a, a kind of a simple articulation, this is the moment when God creates, for the very first time, holy water. <laughs> In the beginning, right, God creates, and how does God create? Through the Word of God, who becomes incarnate in Jesus. He creates water through that, and in this moment, Jesus has a new moment in creation, the creation of holy water. We think of water as, of course, the source of life, right? Water is life. I mean, when you were looking for life on other planets, what do they look for? They look for water, right? I mean, is it on the moon or Mars, they found some ice there, and they were all so excited. There could be life there. There's, there's ice, right? <laughs> it's interesting, whenever I do baptisms and there are uh, youngsters around, I say, okay, we've got this water. What can we do with water? <laughs> well, you can drink it, you can wash in it. I remember one time uh, a little boy said, you know what you can do with water? You can fill a balloon with it and throw it at your sister. And I said, that's a very specific hypothetical you've come up with, young man. His parents are a little embarrassed. <laughs> Water is life. It's the source of our natural life. In this moment, Jesus is baptized in order to give water a spiritual direction to make it holy to be the source and foundation of our spiritual life, to give us that new life in the spirit, to be connected to him. So Jesus makes, is baptized to show us that it's both necessary, but that it's possible, it's possible in every way. So the question for us, how do we live our baptism? For those who are baptized, for those of us here who've been washed with baptismal waters and spirit, how is it that we live the baptism that we celebrate today? Well. I mean, two kind of practical kinds of things. And uh, these are like New Year's resolutions, things that we can perhaps put in our everyday sort of life. And the first is uh, to recognize, once again, the importance of our baptism. I'll take a little bit of a survey here, just by the show of hands. 
How many of you, raise your hands, how many of you know the day you were born? How many of you know your birthdays? Everyone? Father Vincent's not sure. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's giving me a thumbs up. All right. All right. Okay. And why is that important? It's the day that we were given life, in a sense, or come to life, right? We might not have a living memory of it, but it's the moment in which the miracle of life for us dawned, our natural life. Okay. Next question. Raise your hand if you know your baptism day. Well, a couple people, it's mattering. Very good. Oh, there you go, Father Vincent does. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. You can shut. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> very good. I'm shocked. <laughs> no. Interestingly enough, I, I am surprised about how many Catholics don't know their baptismal day. Think of it this way. We celebrate every year the anniversary of our birth in different ways. Fine, because that's a sense of natural life. But our baptism day is the day of our birth to eternal life, to our eternal destiny. Especially the older we get, perhaps birthdays are, are less uh, and less perhaps impactful. It's just a reminder of how old we're getting. <laughs> Baptism Day works in reverse, right? <laughs> the more Baptism Days we celebrate, the closer we are to eternal glory, that place that God has destined for us. Here's my little invitation. Find out your Baptism Day. Put it top of mind the same way you would celebrate. I know I, I had the privilege of, of my own parents celebrating our baptism days just like birthdays. It was the equivalent of birthdays in my household, right? So a little bit of a, uh, a gift or a dessert or a meal to celebrate that sense of birthday into eternal life. Know your baptism day. Put it on the calendar. Put it on your Facebook page. Post it, right? Celebrate it the same way you would celebrate your birthday. It is that moment for you personally of the first day of the rest of your eternal life. This is suggestion number one. Suggestion number two, practical kinds of things. Every time we come into the church, we have the habit of doing what? Blessing ourselves. Take a little bit of holy water and bless ourselves. It is a reminder of that day and, in a sense, a reaffirmation that we have that relationship with God in the same way Christ does. At the end of the gospel, what does God say? God the Father, his voice. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. When we reaffirm our baptism, God says the same thing to us. You are my beloved daughter in whom I am well pleased. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. What if we just, in the morning, as we face the day, or we kind of just kind of get our game face on for whatever the day brings, simply had holy water in our home somewhere, right? In our bedroom, or we walked into the house, a little holy water font. We have plenty of holy water here. Any priest can make holy water, <laughs> right? In, 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 in. Get some holy water, put it in your house, and use it. The beginning of the day, at the end of the day, reaffirm that you are a beloved son. You are a beloved daughter. We are part of God's family. Because I tell you, if we, if we have that top of mind focus, boy, the day becomes more encouraging. The day becomes, in a sense, uh, an avenue of God's grace in every way. Today, we celebrate this sort of strange feast, Jesus being baptized. And yet there's a deep insight 
that Jesus makes both our baptism a sense of necessity in our life, the way through whom Jesus is Jesus, he saves us, but then also reveals the possibility of God's life in us. We celebrate this feast as we culminate the Christmas season. Let us live in the new life of the Spirit. Let us truly hear the voice of the Father in our lives. You are God's beloved daughter. You are God's beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Amen? Amen.